good. Was I supposed to respond to that? I was thinking I must have not have done too bad last week because many of you came back, so that's a good thing. <clears throat> well, I had the privilege of spending a, the last few days with Pastor Doug and Lois at a pastor's conference, and we got to see and observe and witness and experience God doing some amazing things. And I'm certain that we all came back uh, very full and very excited and just kind of soaked up like a sponge, ready to deposit some things to you today. How many of you know that where two or three are gathered in his name, there Jesus, he is here in the midst of us? And you know that Jesus, he went about doing good and healing all that were oppressed of the devil because God was with him, and that signs and wonders and miracles always followed his ministry. And I believe that he's here today, and that many of you came in one way today, but you will leave a different way. And this morning, we are going to be talking about the title of my message, and I hope you got some notes, Kicking the Worry Habit. How many of you think that is a nasty, old, bad habit that needs to be kicked? Come on, that old, nasty, old worry and anxiety and fear has been bothering you long enough. And the Bible says this, for God has not given us a spirit of fear, has he? That fearful spirit. That anxiety, spirit, that worry, that did not come from God, did it? But God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and a sound mind. So I expect that today we will kick the worry habit. Amen? Now, I'll share a little of my personal testimony. One of the hardest challenges I ever had in my life, probably, probably the hardest challenge, is public speaking. And people are like, oh, this guy's got a microphone in his hand. I was in college, and I was on an exchange program in Hilo, Hawaii, and I was doing a drawing class. And in this drawing class, we would go out, and we'd collect twigs and sticks, and then we would go out into the beautiful uh, big island, the, the city of Hilo, and we'd sit down underneath these palm trees, and we would, we would dip our little twigs into India ink, and then we would draw pictures and paint uh, flora and fauna. And then afterwards, the professor would say, now, we may have a critique today afterwards. Now, critique is where you get up in front of the class and have to talk about your work. Now, that caused all kinds of problems inside of me. I mean, how do you, and besides, you're like a brand new, new at drawing, too. So the drawings aren't even that good worth showing. So I would get so worked up and so anxious that I wouldn't go to class. But I kind of had to go to class if I wanted to pass, and I was an art major. So sometimes I would go, and sometimes I wouldn't go, just kind of rolling the dice, if you will, if we had to speak that day. And this persisted even into my philosophy class. I was in philosophy class, and we were studying Aristotle. Aristotle, we are studying Plato's forms. How many of you know about Plato's forms? It's okay if you don't know. I still don't know. Because the teacher said, Cameron, next time we meet, you're going to come in front of the class, and you're going to talk about Plato's forms. Now, do you think I went to class? I didn't go to class. But then the next class came, and I thought, if I go because I missed the previous class, he might very well call me up and say, you need to talk about Plato's forms because you didn't the time before. And that led to another class, and then I got so anxious and so worked up, I finally called the professor and said, Professor, I just I didn't come, and now I'm nervous. I don't know. I don't know what all my, my, my colleagues and students will think. And he goes, why are you so worried about saving face? That's what he told me. I never heard that line. That's pretty good. Come back to class. But I was all worried and all anxious. Now, my wife, she's like a fourth-generation minister. I had to think about this in my head. Your dad, your grandpa, and your grandpa's mother. 
and his grandpa. Now, I come from like a fourth generation of garbage men and a long line of warriors, too. You can see it on everybody's face in the family, too. How many of you know that worry starts to manifest itself on your face? So I was what you would call a worry war. But today we're talking about kicking the worry habit, aren't we? That's what we're here to do. And we're not alone, are we? The Lord is with us to help us supernaturally deliver us from this fear and this anxiety. Now, as I thought about this, I I wrote a few notes. What are some things that people might be tempted to worry about? You can worry about your health, right? Bills to pay. By the way, I'm going to do this list. You may not feel good when I'm done. I realize that. You're like, I thought he came in to to speak peace. He's talking about my bill that I've got looming. You can worry about education. You'll be worrying about your relationships, maybe your marriage, maybe your job status. I wrote this down. You'd be worrying about the dog. And I woke up, my dog had actually puked all over the place last night. So apparently that was a real one. You'll worry about raising your children. You could worry about your in-laws. Don't say amen. You could worry about public speaking. You could worry about your career choice. You could worry about your self-image. And I'm sure there's got to be a million and one things that we could worry about, isn't there? But we're kicking the worry habit today. Now, I'm not trying to stress you out. We're just identifying a few things. Now, when I was 12 years old, my youngest brother was born, Jordan. And my older brother said, Cameron, mom and stepdad are at the hospital. We need to celebrate a little bit. I'm 12 years old. I don't, we got the house to ourselves. I don't know what that means to celebrate. So my brother, he pulls us outside, and he lights up a smoke. And I had my first smoke at 12 years old. And I can't say I was addicted at first, but it did hurt pretty good. And I kept smoking, and all the way through high school, 14 through 17, I, I smoked. I don't know if I smoked a pack a day, but I smoked a lot. And then in college, I definitely smoked a pack a day. So I smoked really consistently from 14 to 23. I mean, no, that's a, that's a pretty bad habit. And I'm not here to get down on people who are smoking. That's not my goal. I'm just sharing my personal testimony. But then Jesus came into my life. And he flushed out that desire. And I, and I think, as I think back in my own life, that kicking the smoking habit was even easier than kicking the worry habit. Come on. But this is a habit, and this is a challenge that God wants us to be free from. Amen? Let's look at some scripture this morning. You guys should already have it on the board. Matthew chapter 6, verse 25 through 34. Now listen to this. This is for you. Now, mine is in red, which means Jesus said this. You don't see that, but this is Jesus talking. Therefore, I say to you, do not worry about your life, what you will eat or what you will drink, don't, nor about your body, what you will put on. We actually talked about some of these things. Is not life more than food and the body more than clothing? Look at the birds of the air, for they neither sow nor reap nor gather into barns, yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not of more value than they? Which of you, by worrying, can add one cubit to his stature? So why do you worry about clothing? Consider the lilies of the field, how they grow. They neither toil nor spin. And yet I say to you, that even Solomon in all his glory was not arrayed like one of these. Now, if God so clothes the grass of the field, which today is and tomorrow is thrown into the oven, will he not much more clothe you, O you of little faith? Therefore, do not worry, saying, what shall we eat? Or what shall we drink? Or what shall we wear? 
for after all these things the Gentiles seek. For your heavenly Father knows that you need all these things, but seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added to you. Do you know that I have more now just seek putting the Lord first in my life than I did without him in my life? Ever, ever since I learned to start tithing, that when I began to tithe and seeking first the kingdom of God, tithing did not actually decrease me, but tithing actually increased me. If we bring our tithe into the storehouse, God says, I will open the windows of heaven over your life and pour out such blessing that there will not even be room enough to receive it. But I like to say, I'm going to try. I'm going to try to receive it. But if we try to receive it, we become like David, where David said, my cup runneth over. Because when you begin to receive, you just have more to give and more to give. And finally, in verse 34, therefore, do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow, tomorrow will worry about its own things. Sufficient for the day is its own trouble. Everybody said amen. amen. Now, before we move on, in my own notes, I wrote down the three positive benefits of worry. Now, what? And here's what, they are. here's what I came up with. I didn't come up with anything. And there, is no, there is no positive benefit, is there? No, 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 one good thing come from that. So if we're not going to worry, what are we going to do? If we're not going to worry, what are we going to do? 1 Peter 5, 7 says this, casting all your care upon him. How many care? How many cares? All of them. Jenna, would you hand me my, uh... let's do it. Oh, I did it. I don't know if I'd be able to do that. Now, this is a football. Now, we just read the scripture, casting all your care upon him, for he cares for you. Now, in my hand, I have a football, and I wrote anxiety and fear and cares and worry. Who's holding this? This isn't a trick question. I've got this. This is not, you know, you kind of you fake people out. Who, who has it? I don't know. It's me. I, I do. Who's holding the cares? Yeah, or maybe you. Who's holding the fear? Who isn't holding the fear? Who doesn't have the anxiety? Who doesn't have the worry? God doesn't have him. Now, this is a very tangible message right now. I think right now the Holy Spirit's probably pointing out some areas in your life that there's some things that you're holding on to. But if we look at what Peter said, he said, You, casting all your care upon him because he cares for you. Do you know he cares for you? Come on. What do we got to do with these things? Pastor Doug, you ready for me? You ready? Oh, he was right. I thought you were ready. He was ready. Guess, what? Guess who has these cares? No, I don't. Pastor Doug has them. Isn't that wonderful? You might, might, there might be more truth to that than you think. Actually, I'm going to help you out, Pastor Doug. Maybe before you come to Pastor Doug next time, go to the Lord first. Come on. Cast your cares up on the Lord because he cares for you. Jen, thank you so much. Now, I wasn't so bold and confident to break out a fishing pole. But, you know, <laughs> I'd probably put a lure and I'd hook someone in the back. But a, but a fishing pole is a good example, too, because you know what happens when you, you cast out what we reel back in, don't we? That happens with cares, too. You cast it out. I gave it all to the Lord. The next thing, next, a day later, you're like, man, I, wait. Oh, I picked it back up again. I reeled it back in. What are we going to do? Cast it again. Cast it again. 
cast it again. Can you say amen this morning? Man, God is good. Philippians 4, 6, let's look at another verse. Be anxious for, I like to say it like this, no thing. How many things can we be anxious about? No. But in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God, and the peace of God which surpasses all understanding will guard your heart and your mind through Christ Jesus. Now watch this. Who does the first part? Yeah, we're the ones that choose to be anxious for nothing. We're the ones that do the casting. But I think sometimes we have it wrong that we come to the altar, altar and pray, Lord, I'm so worried. I'm so scared. I'm so fearful. I don't know what to do, but he already told us what to do. Come on. We, sometimes we get it backwards. We think, Lord, I'm so anxious. He said, no. The first thing you do is be anxious for no thing. The very first thing that we do is we cast all of our cares on the Lord because he cares for us. Sometimes our prayers are hindered. The Bible says, therefore, come boldly to the throne of grace. We come up boldly to the throne. We don't come up weeping and, well, we can, we can weep and cry in tenderness and compassion. I get that. But, Lord, I don't know what to do. No, you're not a beggar. You come up, Lord, I'm coming boldly before you. I know where my help comes from. My help comes from the Lord. He is the very lifter of my head. And I choose to be anxious for nothing. And I cast my cares. Now I'm coming to the Lord with boldness and confidence. Now I'm ready to pray. Now I'm ready to pray. We got that monkey off our back. We took those fears, we took those cares, and we handed them over to the Lord. And then wonder we didn't throw them in the garbage. No, we gave them. We gave them to the Lord. We gave them to the Lord who's able. But in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, how can you be thankful? Because you've given them over to the Lord. And you know that because he has them, and you don't have them, and you know that he is able to resolve, and he is able to solve, and you are not, but you don't have him anymore because you got him out of your hands, and you put him into his hands, that now something can be done. Amen. We are anxious for no thing. We pray about all things, and we are thankful in all things. Be anxious for no thing. Pray about everything. Be thankful in all things. Now, I don't know that I was thankful when my son was possibly being diagnosed with cancer and tumors. But I know in that I could be thankful because I had cast it over to the Lord and knew that he had it in his hands and he was working on it. Who died for our sins? Jesus did. Jesus took our sins in his body on the tree, and by his stripes you were healed. You know, Jesus has done all that he's going to do about our salvation. He already died. He already shed his blood. His blood. Our job is to receive. There is, there is a Godward side to things, and there is a manward side to things. There's always a God part, and there's a part that we have to play. Sometimes we want God to do everything. But in this situation, we have a job. We have an opportunity and a responsibility to be the casters. We're the givers. We're the throwers. We're the ones that hand it over to him. We do our part, and he'll do his part. Amen? Amen. And finally it goes, if we can get that scripture back up, and it says, And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your heart 
and your mind by Christ Jesus. How can it pass your understanding? Because you don't even know how it's going to work out. You don't understand that even in the midst of the situation, but there's a peace of God that says, you know what? The Lord has it in his hands. I'm reminded of what Pastor Will was preaching. Jesus was taking a nap in a boat in the midst of a storm. That's what peace does. We can have peace in the midst of the situation, not because of the situation, but in spite of the situation. Peace of God isn't based on circumstances. We can have the peace of God in spite of or in the face of adverse circumstances. Last, last week we talked about one of the names of the Lord was Jehovah Rapha. It means God our healer. Look at this in Isaiah prophesying about Jesus, one of his names. For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given, and the government will be upon his shoulder... And his name will be called Wonderful, Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. That's one of his names. He is the Prince of Peace. Now in your notes, I have a few, few thoughts. I'd like the worship team to begin to come back up this morning. Why can't we cast our cares upon him? Because he alone is wise. He knows what to do. Sometimes we don't always know what to do. We don't know what the right decision to make. We don't have all the answers. But Jesus himself alone is wise, and we can cast all of our cares upon him. He is the spirit of wisdom. He knows what to do. We can trust him with all of our heart and lean not on our, on our own understanding. And he alone is wise. And number two, the Holy Spirit is our helper. How do you know that the Holy Spirit is here to help us today? When I was a young child, or I guess not too young, I was 12 years old. And as I said last week, my mom worked for Pacific Southwest Airlines. And she flew us to California to go with my grandma. Harper, who I love so much. And by the way, I was thinking about my grandma Harper this morning. And I led my grandma Harper to the Lord the day that she died. Isn't that amazing? And my mom flew me and my brothers to California with my grandma Harper. And my grandma Harper took us to SeaWorld. And I was, and I, apparently I got, we, we got sick and tired of going to California. And I realized all these stories I have. Man, I was in California a lot. And I was at SeaWorld. And I think I was either at the shark exhibit or the dolphin exhibit. And I began to, I was at the gift shop, and I began to look at this gift and look at that gift, and I began to look at this thing, and I slowly started to wander off, and then I realized I'm lost. I was lost, this little country boy from Bellingham, and I was in this big, scary world of sea, this big, scary place called SeaWorld, and I didn't know what to, have you ever been lost before? I didn't like that feeling, so I realized I had to kind of gain my composure. What do I do? I'm lost. And I remember all of my training kicked in. I looked up, and I looked for a gal with a SeaWorld badger butt, and I, and I went over to her. I knew that she worked there. I said, can you help me? I'm lost. And before too long, sure enough, she was able to leave me and, and get me back with my grandma and my brothers. Do you know that we can be lost? But do you know that Jesus, even though we might be lost or confused or don't know what to do, Jesus has sent another helper, helper for us, the Holy Spirit. 
the disciples said, Jesus, we don't want you to go. But he said, but if I do not go, he will not, he will not come. But if I go, I will send him to you. I will give you another helper. I will give you another comforter in your life. And God, the Holy Spirit is here to help and to comfort and to lead and to guide you. Amen. I want to pray this morning. Would you bow your heads with me? Father, we thank you that you are here this morning. And you didn't leave us helpless. You didn't leave us comfortless today, Lord. But you have come and you've given another helper in our life, Father. You never leave us. You never forsake us. Now, if you're here this morning and you feel like you're lost and you don't know what to do, the Holy Spirit is here this morning to help you and to lead you and to guide you and to show you what to do. He alone is wise. I want to pray for you this morning. If you would like to invite Jesus Christ into your life, he will come in and he will be with you. He's standing at the door of your heart and he is knocking. Would you raise your hand this morning if you would like to invite Jesus Christ into your life? I see that hand. I see that hand. I see that hand in the back. Any other hands? I see that hand. Any other hands? This is your moment. There is another helper here today. Amen. Would everybody pray with me? Father, thank you for sending your son Jesus Christ to die in my place. I confess you as the Lord of my life. Thank you for forgiving me of my sins. I confess you as my Lord and Savior. Thank you for saving me. In Jesus' name, amen. I'd like everybody to stand this morning. I'd like the prayer team to come forward. I believe the Holy Spirit is here and he wants to minister to many of you. And the Bible says that we are to cast our cares upon him because he cares for us. This morning, if you have come in with a care, or you've come in with an anxiety, or you've come in with a fear or a worry, I would like you to come forward this morning, and I would like you to leave some things at the altar. Let this be a moment, let this be a mark in your life that you can refer and call back to, that I came to church that day, and I heard that I'm not going to be anxious about anything, and I'm going to cast all my cares on the Lord, and I came to the altar, and I dropped those things off, and I left with the Lord had them, and I didn't have many more. I'd like to invite you, make it a bold move, move, make it a move of faith, make it a faith action that today you can remember back to that I cast all my cares upon him. We're going to sing another song, and I want you to come forward and leave some things here today.
Amen. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for meeting with us today. Lord, we determine to cast all of our cares on you because you care for us. Lord, we thank you that we're not going to be anxious about anything, but in everything by prayer and petition, we're going to let our requests be made known to you. And Lord, this morning we declare right now that the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, would cover this place, would cover our hearts, would cover our minds, Father, as we go out. Thank you for meeting with us today in Jesus' name. And everybody said, amen. Thank you for coming today. Be blessed. And I'm excited for next week. Pastor Doug will be back in the pulpit. Amen.
Well, hello, hello, everybody. Well, if I could get you to stand to your feet, we're going to open up the service with some prayer. Come on, welcome to church, everybody. It's not raining, it's sunny. Almost feels like September, and we're midway through October already. All right, let's pray. Father God, we just thank you that we have an opportunity to not only worship you this morning, but God, we have an opportunity to receive from you this morning. God, we're so thankful that you are a God who still moves and shakes and, and, and does all of the things that your word promises. God, it's still alive today as it was so many years ago. God, we're praying for changes from the inside to the outside this morning. God, we're just, we're praying, we're asking, we're seeking for, for a touch of your presence this morning. God, we're praying, God, if we could just reach the hem of your garment, God, we know for a fact that all things will, all the bad things and the, and the stresses and the worries, God, will fade away because your presence is so powerful. God, we just come to you and we ask, God, for your presence to saturate this room. God, we pray this morning that, that bondages would be broken, God, that we would truly understand what it was like to walk in freedom in, your, in you. God, that we would walk with, with an understanding, God, that you have broken every chain that is trying to hold us back. God, that you have broken every, every addiction, every stronghold, every thought. God, we're praying for a renewing even of the mind this morning. God, that we would walk out of here changed from the inside out. God, that we would think differently. God, that we would see differently. God, we would... We would we would do our we would we would experience life differently because you are present and you are guiding every step that we take. God, we are so thankful that you are magnificent and you are still on the throne. God, we worship you this morning. God, we are so thankful that you are here this morning. And God, I pray from the city kids to our worship team and everywhere in between, God, you begin to do something marvelous in each and every one of our lives this morning in Jesus name. Everybody said Amen, amen. Come on, church. Let's put our hands together this morning. We praise you, Lord. 
heart be the fire inside my veins the echo of my days oh is my song you are good good oh you are good good oh you are good good oh you are good oh never gonna let me down you're never gonna let never gonna let me down you're never gonna let you're never gonna let me down you're never gonna let you're never gonna let me down you're never gonna let you're never gonna let me down you're never gonna let you're never gonna let me The God I serve knows only how to triumph. Oh, my God will never fail. No, my God will never fail. I'm going to see a victory. I'm going to 
see a victory for the battle belongs to you lord i'm gonna see a victory i'm gonna see a victory for the battle belongs to you lord oh we praise you through the fight we praise you in the fire oh you are all around and you're always mighty and victorious yeah There's power in the mighty name of Jesus. And every war he wages, he will win. I'm not backing down from any giant, no. Because I know how this story ends. Oh, I know how this story ends. victory I'm gonna see a victory for the battle belongs to you Lord I'm gonna see a victory I'm gonna see a victory for the battle belongs to you Lord oh I'm gonna see a victory I'm gonna see a victory for the battle belongs to you, Lord. I'm gonna see a victory. I'm gonna see a victory. For the battle belongs to you, Lord. You take what the enemy meant for evil and you turn it for good. Oh, you turn it for good. You take what the enemy meant for evil, and you turn it for good. Yes, you turn it for good. Oh, you take what the enemy meant for evil, and you turn it for good. Yes, you turn it for good every time. Take what the enemy meant for evil, and you turn it for good. You turn it for good. Oh, oh we praise you, yeah. You are always king. You rule over everything, yes. Oh, we praise you through it all. victory I'm gonna see a victory for the battle belongs to you Lord I'm gonna see a victory I'm gonna see a victory for the battle belongs to you Lord come on as we're worshiping this morning there's just um 
an atmosphere of surrender in this place. And it's, it's through the whole service, through all of first service. It's just laying things down. And so as we're worshiping this morning, I encourage you, if you are coming in here with something that you cannot carry on your own, a burden, a weight, a struggle, a worry, a fear, things that you can't control, things that are weighing you down, I encourage you to let that go to God this morning. Let him fight the battle for you because he has victory in store for your life. It may not change your circumstances right in that instant, but there's a victorious spirit that wants to rise up inside of you this morning. And so as we worship, as we sing this song a little more, let's get in that mindset. God, you are victorious. God, your battle is already won. And you already have powerful things in store for me. No matter where I'm at in my fight, God, you already have victory and power in store for me. Oh, we're hungry for your presence. There's power in your presence, yes. Holy Spirit, speak. Holy Spirit, move. Do what only you can do. Oh, you are good. You take what the enemy meant for evil and you turn it for good. Yes, you turn it for good. You take what the enemy meant for evil and you turn it for good. Yes, you turn it for good. Oh, you do, yeah. You take what the enemy meant for evil and you turn it for good. Oh, you turn it for good right now, yes. You take what the enemy meant for evil and you turn it for good. Oh, you turn it for good. Sing it out, yeah. You take what the enemy meant for evil and you turn it for good. Oh, you turn it for good. Oh, you take what the enemy meant for evil and you turn it for good. Oh, you turn it for good. Yeah, I'm gonna see a victory. I'm gonna see a victory. Yeah, for the battle belongs to you, Lord. I'm gonna see a victory. I'm gonna see a victory. For the battle belongs to you, Lord. I'm gonna see a victory. I'm gonna see a victory. For the battle belongs to you, Lord. One more time. I'm gonna see a victory. I'm gonna see a victory for the battle belongs to you, Lord. Come on, let's give God praise in this place.
Good morning and welcome to Harbor City Church. We are so glad that you're here with us today. Our 